0: welcome to the quick stop f1 podcast my name is nasha and you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with us we appreciate that joining me after an electrifying qualifying session is yes, producer mario perez mario here's your cheering there you go yay
1: happy to be here happy to be here a little sad that i've lost a cousin this weekend But happy to be here with you, Nyasha, at least. There you go. You
0: are the type of cousin who does not talk to me ever. And then they see one of my videos go viral and tell everyone that I am their cousin. uh, Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it gets like that when you're successful. I hear it. Uh, Another thing I would like to hear is the sound of you guys. Padding down on the like and subscribe button, make sure you give us a five star, five star, five star review on Spotify and make sure you give us a Apple podcast for you if you're listening on Apple and obviously if you want a uh, pod, pod ad free, <laughs> if you want the pod ad free, there is a Patreon, and you can sign up to that below, pick up all the people who've just subscribed, appreciate you and obviously the people that are there, we just did an interview on there with one of the most uh, incredible and creative minds in f1 uh so go over and check that out it's an interview with nyasha from quickstop f1 uh laying some gems I was there about too. you were there uh, you were there and uh yeah it's uh, it's uh it's some good shit but no we'll be putting a lot more content out on there but look that was then this is now and we have just watched an enthralling Monaco GP qualifying for all the shit that I give Monaco. It's qualifying session because of the importance of it, because of how difficult it is to overtake during the race tomorrow. The qualifying takes even more importance. It's one of the shortest tracks on the calendar, which means the gaps are tiny. And what we saw today was Max Verstappen take pole. Uh, Fractionally ahead of Fernando Alonso uh, As the last person on track Who was fractionally ahead of Charles Leclerc With Esteban Ocon up there in fourth Mario Who would have thought Look, I'll get to Westy because that is my bestie um (laughs) uh, your thoughts on i guess what are your thoughts on the monaco gp qualifying in general like how how did you find that
1: loved it loved every second it was it was intense it was competitive um it's interesting that they say so much that this is one of the one of the races where it's mostly about the car and not i'm sorry mostly about the driver uh like the car performance is it isn't what sets you apart in this track and and then we have like teams that aren't typically up there be up there so uh so like the alpines yuki does that mean that those drivers are overdriving a bad car and they're de- like that's one takeaway for me from this qualifying is like if this is a race if this is a qualifying that most depends on the driver and we've got Drivers that are typically not in the top 10 in the top 10. Is that proof that the car is bad and the driver is good? Um uh, you have
0: discombobulated my brain with that question. Um, so, yes, I will agree that, uh, of course, Monaco, because of how it is, tight twisting round the streets, you've got, uh, you know, the walls are literally, you know, you're either millimetres away from a perfect lap or putting it in the wall, which we saw with a few people this weekend already in practice and qualifying. So I think it's, you know, for sure, it is definitely, you know, driver skill judgment around the track and you do see, you know, or you can see results like with the ones we've seen today, you know, with the Alpine higher than usual and obviously Yuki up in ninth, which is a great result. So I think, I think it's definitely... Testament to the driver, of course. You know they are generally in grid order in terms of how quick they are. But you know there are there are different things. You know different proponents of cars which work well at different tracks. You know, uh, for example, Williams can make the top ten sometimes of albon on tracks where there's long straights because their car is yeah. getting a straight line. um obviously this track must favour the Alpines, but they had to keep it on the road to 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 put it in the positions they did. So you know. Um, a bit of both, but for sure, this res- big respect to the people that uh, did well, uh, one of whom was Max Verstappen, <laughs> um, Max Verstappen, uh, with a very dramatic lap at the end of the session, and um, we we're already having debate in the uh, pre-production meeting about the merits of it and i'm seeing um some debate online i guess mario what yeah max verstappen he's stuck in on Paul. he paul he's stuck in on pole he to me it like he is inevitable he is thanos run from it hide from it he arrives all the same on a track where Red Bull don't look that... Well, well, not as strong as they have. You know, they don't have the half a second gap that they normally have. For him to stick it on pole in the circumstances he did, uh, unfortunately, would have to warrant some respect on my side.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to... I... Very dramatic, the end. Um That Alonso lap really made... Like, for a second, you could really think, like that alonso got it like that's alonso's pole but uh we saw max twice when he needed to take out i mean get out of the pit and put in one lap to get back his first place and you could see on the on the last last lap that Max finally got max's pole position it felt like max was doing everything right in that lap like it, it was it looked super impressive like it, Look, and then and then then his, unless I'm sorry, and then his, and then Checo is in the like, king of the streets is in the back now, and it's like, ooh, Max is doing this while King of the streets is back there. That's that's rough,
0: yeah. I mean, look, with Checo, we'll get to that, but it's you know, like, Checo went back to Monaco looking for the same thing. You know, sometimes you spin the block, sometimes you go visit an area and you know, you'll, you'll hook up with someone, you'll have their number, and everything's going great, and then you'll go back next year. And you know you you text that same person, and that tech goes green like during they like they blocked your number um and you know one thing that was blocked was Checo's path through on his lap, but we'll get to him because that is disappointing for a lot of people, including the neutral for a world championship
1: title fight what did you think about <laughs> okay first first, what did you think what did what did you feel seeing your baby being dangled? by a cable just floating in the sky like that. What wow. did you feel seeing her like that?
0: Um I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second second question. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Cuz I did just want to talk about Max real quick uh, before we move Yeah, yeah, on. okay, okay. Um okay, okay. so like uh, cuz Mercedes man. Um so I uh, I think it was just fucking crazy, you know. uh Max um the way that he put that lap together yes. you know being able to go through I look I think at the end of the day he was 0.2 of a second down no matter what we think about the car being two tenths of a second down with about six or seven corners to go if that mm. um, round Monaco where it's like you know the the speed he was carrying through the swimming section uh, the swimming pool section the the speed he was carrying into the final corner you know he tapped the wall three times in that lap, and look that's the difference we 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 kind of saw it with you know the lap that we take the piss out of all the time, the Saudi Arabia lap where he was on the limit all the time, he hit the wall a couple of times in that lap as well, and then on that last corner he you know he thwacks it, and that was hilarious okay i enjoyed that thoroughly but honestly i was watching him go around that lap i've never i sat there in front of my tv just like literally like please crash please crash please crash. like i've never i've never done that before in my life just sat there like please crash please crash please crash and he, he and like seeing him tapping the walls and I, I was like he has got to crash he's got to crash yeah. and they didn't do it and then I was like surely he's not done it and he's done it and you know what as much as it pains me to say i right, look i don't like max Verstappen the person okay mm-hmm. i i think anyone watching this channel can say that. And what's hilarious is when I say that, people who don't like Lewis Hamilton, the person like, wow, Lewis Hamilton bias, my, my, man. It's like, well, we have the same thing, just on different yeah. sides. But what I will just say is, even my respect for Max wasn't that high as a driver. But today, honestly, I've been watching F1. Someone corrected me, pick up uh the person who corrected me the other day because I said I've been watching F1 since 96 and i was like that's 20 years and someone was like no that's this nearly 30 years i was like oh my god it's 27 years so um for 27 years i've been watching f1 that was one of the best qualifying laps i've ever seen i'm sorry to say please don't turn off the podcast we will move (laughs) on but that was incredible and no matter what you want to say about the car And no matter what you want to say about the person, the person in the car has to do the job. Yeah. So, with that being said, Mario, Checo Perez, what the fuck is going on? It was so
1: fast too. It was so fast too. Like it wasn't like, like it was almost at the beginning. Like no, an unforced error. Like, and when they showed the replay, he fucking whacked that wall like it looked it looked like it looked like just he made a mistake on his own like it didn't look like anything weird with the car at least to me like what was your impression like it was your impression more or less the same like it seemed he lost the rear but like because of himself not because of the car
0: yeah like honestly sorry someone's trying to contact me and I'm like, I am doing an audio visual podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. um, so he, that was careless. And I think yeah. sometimes we, sometimes, you know, you can actually be, you can have excuses. So obviously there was the Williams, I think coming out of the pit lane in his yeah. eyeline, in a in a, in an environment where it's um, fine margins and 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 stuff like that, yes, that can take your concentration away. And yes, you can make mistakes. But the level of mistake that was... Let me tell you now, if that was Nick DeVries, if that was Mick Schumacher, Latifi, Mazepin, we mm-hmm. would be going in on them right now. Mm-hmm. That was some of the most... Amateur shit I've seen on that corner for a minute. And for a man who is supposed to be in a title fight, that was honestly embarrassing. Like, it was embarrassing. And there's it's unfortunate with Checo that these things, not these things, but him having to come from the back happens at the two circuits, on the calendar so far, which are probably the hardest for overtaking in Australia overtake, yeah. in Mo- and Monaco. Because as Christian Horner said on the interview, um, as Christian Horner said, basically, he will, not, la- thank you, last time he was, uh, Max started from the back and he just about finished 10th, right? Uh, at this point checo with what everyone is saying is a closer field spread uh as we're seeing by you know these qualifying results it's going to be very difficult for him to get into that top 10 uh if he gets 10th he's going to look at that as i mean it's damage control but it's the equivalent of putting a a fucking plaster on a broken arm so um yeah yeah yeah, I, i don't i don't know but i guess why do you think he? What do you? What do you attribute it to? I
1: think it's just, it's easy for me to say, like like you said, careless. So, so it's easy, it's easy to say like, yeah, he, he had a second, you know, these are, these are, you know, peak performance athletes. We are nothing compared to their reaction times or et cetera. So like, it's, it's, it's weird for me to say he was careless because he is such an athlete, but, but it, it if you look at it, it seemed like a manageable thing. It didn't seem like, like the, I feel like there was many options that he had to avoid that in that moment. And he just forgot to drive for a second. Yeah. And I'm not saying Checo doesn't know how to drive, because that'd be ridiculous. I'm saying that it did look for a second like he just forgot where he was and then just made a mistake. Because even Lewis, like when I think it was Q2 that Lewis hit the wall, like Lewis had the mind to go uh, with the foot. He didn't even try. They, they said it in the commentary that he didn't try to, like, fix his position too much. Yeah, <laughs> because he saw that it was it's most convenient to hit the front of the car so that you don't mess with the back and the gearbox and stuff like that. So even then, like you, you see drivers are in a situation where they're going to crash and they're, they still have the faculties of saying like, okay, what's the best way I can crash best way, meaning less damage. And, and it it looked like Checo was in a situation where he could have done a lot of things and he did none of the things.
0: Yeah. I think a couple of good points there, like with, with, with that, the speed that he took into that corner was insane. Like, yeah. so unnecessarily quick, like you say. So that's the first issue. Like, it was just brazen. And maybe, look, he, I mean, the thing is, if it happened in Q3, maybe I'd be like, okay, you're pushing, you are mm-hmm. got to get on pole. But to do that in Q1... Your teammates going around on fucking tyres that are like five laps old, setting lap times. You're there like sticking it in the wall. Like it is. Honestly, for me, I don't like using soft term stuff to describe what would probably be technical mistakes, right? So I think people sometimes, narrative, I think sometimes, some people can sometimes place a narrative onto something that's happening. An example, mm-hmm. Lewis goes slower than George. Lewis is feeling the pressure of being George's teammate. That is yeah. fucking false, right? Mm-hmm. In this instance, it feels like, that looked like someone who knew that it was imperative that they get a good result this weekend it was imperative they qualified ahead of max this weekend there's not that many street circuits left although this whole thing about him being a street circuit specialist is honestly (laughs) like again narrative Mm -hmm. and i hope he hasn't like fed into that because now look at you. And in mm-hmm. fact, when I let me pull up the tweet when I said like this street circuit narrative is too early, bro. If yeah. you've done it over fucking years. Air so and Senna, four races around Monaco, qualified on pole position. What was it, like three times in a row or something? Or four times in a row? Like, that is what you call a narrative that is backed up by facts. Checo Perez. Sneaking a win last year because Ferrari fucked up in Monaco. I'm pretty sure he snuck a win in Jeddah, if that counts. Is that kind of street circuit, maybe not. But yeah, one, was, I think, I think. Uh, uh, maybe not actually. But there was another street circuit. Oh, I think it might have been Singapore, where I think he benefited from a safety car on that occasion mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like guys, like I know what I'm watching. You cannot trick me. And and today, Checo Perez, you you can't trick me. You're not the king of the streets, because the king of the streets wouldn't fucking do that. And his his title charge is fucked. It's fucked now.
1: I think I think you you hit you hit it perfectly. Um, what we can say above everything, care it was super careless to do that shit. He won, on like that alone. That's what we can hit on on ex, on extreme carelessness is that is is that bro just get to q2 bro just get to q3 and then in q3 if you need it go get it but you didn't need to do that q1 or q2 completely unnecessary absolutely or are you unne- feeling the pressure that much i fucking hope not we're only on race six bro
0: like we're literally a quarter of the way through the championship like mm-hmm. you can't be making mistakes like that that is ridiculous but look congratulations to Max. Um, (laughs) uh, Honestly, that doesn't feel nice to say.
1: But look. Is it time?
0: No, not yet. Uh, We'll get into that. We'll get into that. (laughs) But like, for me, I could look we could come on here and look. We could just fucking call LH it up or whatever or cult quick stop it up and I could be like, yeah, fuck Verstappen, it was all the car, he's a fucking it was shit etc." Like, I, I could do that, and trust me, that would be fun. Like, I would enjoy that. I would take no joy from giving Max Verstappen his props. The but I would be remiss to sit in front of this microphone. And lie. And for me, I would be lying if I didn't say I was impressed with that. Now, should I be impressed with it? That is up to you guys. That's up to everyone at home. And look, that's neither here nor there, but that's how I feel. And look, there's so much that happened in this Monaco Grand Prix. Jensen Button calling it the best qualifying session he's ever seen. Um, and we're going to discuss all of that after these messages. We're back again! Don't piss me off! Um, So... uh, Left hand, right hand is a topic. Choose one. Left hand. That is Mercedes, right. (laughs) The upgrades have Mm. arrived. The side pods are there. Oh, God, have they? Have they arrived? (laughs) Um, I'm never... At the beginning of the season, I think I said this before. Was it the beginning of the season? Yeah, it was. I got a DM from someone and they said, please could you not prey on Max's downfall because (laughs) all that it did was make Mercedes worse. And I looked at that message for so long and I was like,
1: do
0: you know how distraught that person might must be to message me that?
1: And I said, you know what? Just looking for any solution. That person is looking for any solution. Any,
0: grasping, absolutely grasping, clutching at straws, anything. (laughs) looking like Scar looking down on Mufasa, like (laughs) help me. Um, And, uh, I said, you know what? Fine. I'm not going to pray on their downfall anymore. Uh, But I sprinkled a bit of that on George (laughs) yesterday when I tweeted like, Oh, are are the upgrades working on George's car or, or does George have the upgrade? And, uh, literally since the, the point that i put that tweet in it just went from bad to worse for lewis um not often you know what it's crazy in my mind i was actually thinking like all these drivers going off man my driver would never do that my driver would never <laughs>
1: <laughs> lewis <laughs> lewis not my driver, not my goat. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Look at your driver on the wall. My driver, my driver sticks to the road. <laughs> not often we see a
0: mistake from Lewis. Um, and yeah, like you say, lucky that he caught it. Uh, so it wasn't the rear going into the wall. So, you know, that would have been a gearbox change, mm-hmm. uh, suspension damage, et cetera. But... Um, well obviously there was suspension damage on the front with the tire absolutely fucked um but obviously, I think up to that point, mm-hmm. Lewis was doing quite well um you know he felt it looked like he felt quite good in car, and at the point that he crashed, um he was um the quickest driver. Uh, in the first sector, so obviously yep. you know the the track was kind of coming in, but that happened like two minutes or, or maybe a minute and a half before the session ended. So he would have been right up there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with with whatever the final times were. So, so you know, thinking about it from that point of view, uh, it looked like after that he could never really get a grip on the car. Yeah. He didn't really have that confidence. Um, but you know, nevertheless, we put it uh on p6 i want to say um yep. yeah p6 p p6 russell, p russell p8 um p8. Yeah, p8. but we yeah we have the image of a fucking mercedes twerking on a crane <laughs>
1: um Bro, that look that's crazy you tweeted it and it's so true imagine you wake up open a window in that building and boom there's a mercedes outside your fucking window
0: <laughs> fucking crazy do you know what I mean? Imagine I'm just like having a, having a party, impressing the girls. I'm like, you know, here I am. I live in Monaco. Look at the view. Oh my God, there's a fucking car out there. It's a fucking car. Showing its fucking undercarriage to me. Like, baby girl, slow down. Like, honestly, like. It's not what of... it
1: looks like, baby. Come on. Yeah, she I just know. showed up in my window.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is. (laughs) It's crazy, girl. (laughs) Um, No, that is crazy. Look, we were the last thing Mercedes would have wanted was the fucking the new floor that they just installed on the car being shown exposed. Everyone, bro, (laughs) they lifted that car so high. (laughs) It was so unnecessary. (laughs) It was like an art installation.
1: But like... then they put a sheet on it. They put a sheet on
0: it later. <laughs> oh, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. That horse has bolted, Mercedes. Mercedes, you might as well. Don't even, you know, sometimes they put the fucking, the barriers up when, you know, they say that you can't block the garage unless you're working on the floor. So you can yeah. put the, fu- don't even bother with them shits now invite tom clarkson you might as well know what mercedes next time get tom clarkson to interview toto wolf beyond the grid and just have him sat in front of the floor because we (laughs) might as well we might as well what the
1: fuck Um, there's a grey screen behind toto and it's a huge ass projection of the bottom of the car Just,
0: just the floor just the floor Oh,
1: so me. how did you feel how did you feel about Lewis during free practices and how he was talking about the car and how he was answering questions?
0: Well, yeah, you know, P1 he looked good, P2 not so much. Um obviously P3 today wasn't great. I think uh during qualifying, yeah, 100% he did he did not sound happy. Oh my god. I w- my heart was like beating out of my chest watching q1 and q2 today like- end of q2
1: oh
0: my god that was some scary shit that was some
1: scary shit. i, to- I told you lewis is being so dramatic today he with is. the way he goes from q1 to q2 was crazy man
0: you know when uh lando norris like crashed in q2 and there was like two minutes left and i was like oh my god they're gonna mm-hmm. red flag it and he's in 11th place and i was like "Lando, you better push that car back to the pit you fucking dead like the flintstones bro push. yes <laughs> fucking stomp through fucking hike that car around your waist like those 2010 belts and run yourself to the fucking pit it. Um, incredible nose. I mean, look, we were on the edge on mm-hmm. Q1, on the edge in Q2. And look, that's the thing about Monaco, I think, as well, which is why it's the best qualifying session of the year by far. It's because the track just keeps getting quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. Even in Q3, the track is getting quicker and quicker. And the thing is, again probably to to, to Chris's point off off camera when he was saying, you know, it was like an an air of inevitability to Verstappen. Mm. If you're the last person out on track with a fast car and a track that is fucking grip, 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 you are going to go faster. So the grip was there for him to do that. Still ridiculous. But the conditions favoured him. The conditions favoured him. But... That's why in Q one, you know, it's always down to the death. Q two is down to the death. Q three, down mm. to the last fucking car on track as to where everyone will finish because that track you just don't know. It's so unpredictable. I genuinely thought we weren't going to make it out of Q one or Q two today.
1: Q two was, Q two was literally on the last second, <laughs> for sure. But... But to 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 talk on your point, uh track evolution, I think nothing proves it more than I think Yuki jumped up to first for a minute. Like it, it was quick that he was first, but you could really see track evolution. What if we what if we, because I think it's a it's a it's a well known it's a well known thing that uh overtaking is so rare in racing. What if they extended this qualifying? Just Monaco qualifying. What if um... they extended it? no well no.
0: because you then lose the thrill of the yeah do you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's like you know that's the thing because like, it's like condensed you'll get i know you, people only get like th- well, three four laps so that's good but what people are saying is why don't we just make Monaco a time trial for the points uh, and go like you know fuck all the racing let's just have a time trial and yeah. fucking, you know, best person fucking wins from, from there, to be honest. So, um, I think uh, it's one of those things where uh, the race... Look, we'll see. We could have a classic. Uh, Charles Claire hinted that it might rain tomorrow. So, we could yeah. have a classic. Um, I would love to have a great race. Just so we can have a race which justifies the qualifying that we just... Or justifies, does justice to the qualifying that we just had.
1: Okay, so... T- speak on that. What is we have Max Alonso and Leclerc? That's our top three. Uh, what is a good race for you? Uh,
0: well, one potentially should. Uh, there might be some penalties for Leclerc. I don't know. Le- if, uh, yeah, that's
1: true at the uh, end of at the end of quality, Yep. Yeah. So we might be. Looking Let me at,
0: check. Uh, thank you. We might be looking at a uh, Ocon uh, P three there. Um, what constitutes a good race? That's a really good point. Like, what would modern. make you
1: feel, and it doesn't need to be like race was better than qualifying, but that it wasn't anticlimactic or like peak was qualifying and race was meh. What would what would that look like for you? I think. I
0: think. Yes. Look, uh, the thing is with Monaco. The only way it's going to be exciting is if loads of people crash, like, every two minutes. Like, essentially. That's the... Because no one... So, I think last year on lap 30 or 33 or something was when they did the pit stops. And the order they were in on lap 30, when everyone went into the pit, basically, was the order they finished. For for 47 laps or some shit like on that so that gives you an impression of just how bad it is to overtake so i would say probably a few crashes here and there um i think something which i think what would make something like 2019 where you know maybe someone puts on the wrong tires and then you know we've got someone trying to overtake them for like a long period and like they're you know it's not like just a procession like someone's literally harrying the other person you know whether that's max and alonso or whatever or maybe you know it'd be cool if you know um max and alonso pit. Ocon stays out and then there's a fucking safety car or some shit and then he's in the lead and then can Max get past Ocon, you know, in a much faster car, that kind of thing. Give us something which kind of upsets how we view it the thing is if they if they race for 20 30 laps and then someone crashes and then they all come in there's no that's there's no jeopardy in that what we need is jeopardy Uh, and so hopefully whether that's jeopardy in like an offset of tyre strategy and jeopardy in terms of race jeopardy in terms of rain but again it has to be changing conditions rain like when it goes from wet to dry or dry to wet if it's just raining for 70 laps, again, doesn't make a difference. Makes it even worse. You can't go offline. So those are the ingredients for a good race uh, in Monaco.
1: I agree. Nothing yet on the Leclerc. Like, everybody, everybody's saying it's a slam dunk with regards to a penalty. Like, it was clearly a case of slowing him down. uh, But nothing official yet.
0: What a cursed person. (laughs)
1: There's just, it's, there's no other way to say it. (laughs)
0: Like, how 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 have you had this much bad I mean this is his fault to be fair so it was the crash fault. so was the crash in 21 as well
1: but still mamma mia Imagine is... imagine that situation though because it's like uh you're from there you're racing in formula you're from there super rare like, like, anybody born anywhere is a rare thing. Um, you're in Formula One. Super rare. There's a race in your hometown. The race is fucking pinnacle of F1, not in my opinion, yeah. but how they sell it. Like, I can't imagine the amount. His whole dad situation and Ferrari. You know, I can't imagine the amount of pressure a person would feel in that situation.
0: Yeah.
1: Like. like an
0: incredible amount an incredible amount bro like it's just yeah he must feel it and you know he, you know, you, you look at him and he's always kind of like very Charles has got quite a level temperament like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I don't think he I don't think he feels it necessarily I think he feels it but he doesn't show it outwardly but he must no, feel it definitely um, and it's a lot to put on his shoulders you know um, like I say really good point the pinnacle of motorsport, essentially, is to win Monaco. Like, we saw how upset Daniel Ricciardo was when, uh, in 2016, I want to say, when he... Yeah, it was 2016, when, you know, they fucked up his uh, his race strategy. And, you know, he ended up uh, losing out. Um, Lewis Hamilton as well. I remember Lewis Hamilton, when they fucked him in 2015. Uh, oh, it was 15 or 14, I not remember. But then, uh, you know, he was like... Um, you don't know how many chances you get to win Monaco. Mm -hmm. You know, this could be your last chance to win Monaco. Um, They all want to win it. It's the one they all want to win. So it's not going to be this
1: one. They probably grow up like idolizing Monaco. Like they probably grew up saying that this is like, their dream is probably literally, I want to win Monaco. So imagine having a pit stop or, or having a, an unnecessary mistake by your part, uh, Get in the way of that, like it it's a lot.
0: <laughs> not great. Not great at all. So um so yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see, we'll see. We'll what see, did but...
1: you think? It's time, Nyasha. What did you think about your bestie? Hold on.
0: <laughs> Hold on.
1: <clears throat> You're on mute?
0: just had to clear my throat um (laughs) right Esti, Esti, don't piss me off okay people are trying to say to me that esther is not that guy are you crazy this guy year after year consistency Pulling performances like this out of the bag pumping away shouldn't be. that's what he does. That's what he does. I love this kid so much. oh he's so good. that was an incredible lap. Let's not forget for a moment he was on pole position like that is crazy. For me I absolutely... Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, and uh, yeah, for him to stick on uh on fourth, two tenths behind Max is just absolutely crazy. Uh, really good performance from Esteban. He should be praised for it. He should be held up in high regards because that was, uh, yeah, that was wonderful. great. And and look, if Leclerc doesn't make it, well, which we kind of assume he's going to get a penalty. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is, you know, in a great position to get a, a, a podium to, uh, tomorrow. As long as, you know, there's no issues with his, with his race and pits and whatever. Like, I really, I, that's the race I'm going to be watching. Like, I'm going to be okay. tracking Esteban Ocon like a oh. hawk um waiting uh, and praying that he gets into, gets into uh, third place because I think Sometimes, uh, like you say, I think today I like, we saw two performances, which for different reasons will be talked about for a while. And I think Esteban Ocon, at no point do I think was he in like the top three, top five. Like we weren't no. looking at him in the top three, top five. Mm-hmm. So for him, that is the epitome of hooking a lap up outperforming your car and putting it somewhere where it's not supposed to be. And look, Mercedes have got to look at themselves. We've bought this upgrade, big, big upgrade, and there's an Alpine right there in front of us. And that shows that again still the drivers don't have enough confidence in the car to do what it needs to do. So so yeah, and congratulations to, um, to Ocon and obviously congratulations to to Pierre Gasly as well uh,
1: in 6th. Um some really good results. Just want to okay. say what uh just to get some context on Ocon uh FP1 he ended 8th, FP2 he ended 10th, FP3 he ended uh ninth. So this fourth place, out of nowhere, man. Out of nowhere.
0: Absolutely out of nowhere. Uh I I just I'm so happy. Really happy, man, and I really hope he uh I really hope he has a good result tomorrow. For sure. And Yugi gets points. Yes. And Yugi gets points. Quick. That'd be awesome, especially after um I think that would be a just reward for the work that he did in emilia romania absolutely that's a great point um and oh yeah also yeah let me just say if you have listened to the last pod there was a sync issue with the sound effects in the second half of the pod for some reason um sorry guys Uh, obviously (laughs) i i would not want air horns and bombs to go off whilst i was talking about flooding in italy so yeah apologies for that on my part won't happen again um but obviously it was yeah it was, it was a it was an honest technical error um so mm-hmm. um predictions for tomorrow then as you know give me like a wild your wild prediction what's your wild prediction
1: Yuki said, "Yuki top, Yuki top six. Yuki top six. That's my, mm-hmm. and you got to understand this, is Monaco. I can't say anything like a driver gains five positions because that is like zero percent chance, almost. So, yeah. so Yuki starting off in ninth, he'll gain at least three spots.
0: Okay, nice. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot.
1: Give me yours." <laughs>
0: Esteban Ocon win. Nice. Difficult as heck, but nice. I would love it if there was some hanky-panky between Alonso and Max. Uh, I, I would, I'm would. i not going to say Leclerc is going to get
1: a penalty. Leclerc is going to get a penalty. Yeah. And Alonso was very aggressive. Two things about Alonso. One, he was very aggressive during his qualifying. He was very motivated. That looked cool. Number two, uh, he got second place. And, and this is I'm just saying this because I would say this about any driver. Um, he got second place, P2 obviously in qualifying his team, says, like, oh, man, sorry, you missed it by so little. Da da da. Alonso immediately responds, guys, this is amazing. This is he said this is magic. Like three months ago, we would have never thought this would be us. So you guys all did a great job. Da, da, da. So it was really cool. Um, again, I would have said this about any driver if I would have heard it about any driver. Um, but hearing Alonso do that with his team was, was, was a good message.
0: Yeah, it's a good message because he's a little snake. So, do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I'm
0: joking. I'm, joking.
1: I'm joking. No, no, it's true. It's true. It no, no, true. No, 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 He's
0: he is so Machiavellian like he is <laughs> that's a great word thank you I, I you know when i said it i was like oh man i'm good at this shit um but no oh, he's um, such a professional <laughs> <laughs> um but no he is Machiavellian. he's an incredible manipulator of social dynamics um when it's going well or at the start i think see the true side of alonso when things start to go bad and he's unable to hide frustration and hide how he's feeling and that's when you know he starts to leave teams but very nice message to the aston Martin guys
1: um <clears throat> um what did you think la- another quick last question what did you think about the rookies this time oscar is 11th uh logan is 16th and i'm s- Wait And, oh, I'm sorry, Oscar 11, Nick 12, and then uh, Logan is 16th.
0: Yeah, they've done really well. Um, I know, you know, I think they've all r- raced around Monaco before in, in junior categories. So it's not like they've yep. never driven around Monaco. Good result for Nick DeVries. You know, he needed that. Um Oscar, again, you know, again, solid, much closer to Lando than Daniel mm-hmm. was. So all he's got to do is do that this season and it's, it's going to be deemed a success. So that's fine. And
1: that's a great and point Le- with him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Logan Sargent uh, as well. I think that is, uh, again, you know, solid if unspectacular. Um, so we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. Interesting race ahead of us. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um something tells me that something special tomorrow is going to happen. I don't know what.
1: I can see what you mentioned. I can see Max and Alonso. I can see Alonso being very aggressive and Max being just his, himself. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. they getting into something. I could see that.
0: The the thing is, the, yeah. I don't know why I can kind of envision it like undercut overcut coming out of the pits up that corner up the hill and you know maybe at the fucking rain maybe maybe the head i don't know but i could just see i could just see a situation where it where Alonso thinks i've got one chance to do this mm-hmm. and max is going to be in a position where he's like do i yield my fucking teammate is 10 miles down the road do i yield just fucking eat shit but i'm at least i'll take second second is is worse than not finishing and just mm-hmm. give alonso the victory or do i act like max verstappen and 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 do that so let's see it'll be a test of his maturity but in all in all honesty he could end up driving off into the distance but we'll see i uh what i was going to say and now i've forgotten it again is I've gotten it. So, the <laughs> do you
1: do you wanna do you wanna add any comments? The genuine question: Do you wanna add any comments about the commentary around Lewis Grill and all of that?
0: No, we'll save that for the main part because I want to. I want to cook okay. him. I want to cook him nicely.
1: I haven't even seen all
0: of the comments either, so I need to go back and see the cooking that he's getting. Um, I just
1: saw like two or three because of you. Two or three classic ignorance shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know what? <laughs> Let's not rain on all the Max's mm-hmm. fans by starting to talk about diversity. Um, they'll fucking uh, join they've had a good pod today. So guys, thank you for watching. If you've got this far, make sure you are slamming that like and subscribe button. Also make sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcast review, and if you want to add a free stream, sign up to the Patreon. Um we'll be back after the monaco grand prix which will be with you on tuesday um and is until, the queen gonna be there yeah i presume so i think i'm gonna be seeing her slash watching it with her tomorrow so that oh, will be nice, that'll be nice. So um, jealous. um so well yeah, you know, i have to fucking cook for her so i have to I have to I have to water and feed her like i just bought a pot okay so, so i'm so jealous
1: that. i'm jealous about i'm jealous for tandy not you
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to be jealous about on my part, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you so much to everyone h- for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We know we're putting out a lot of content right now. So you guys that are keeping up with all of it. I can barely keep up with, with uh, content creators that put out something like twice a week and you're getting something like three times... For- A week from us, four times if you're on the Patreon. So that is incredible. So thank you. It's appreciated. Um, And thank you, Mario, for your stint on the last three uh, podcasts in a row. So that's very much appreciated if you include the Patreon. And
1: uh, where can people find you? Thank you, Nasha. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mario underscore (laughs) APM.
0: there you go go hit mario up and guys much appreciated we'll see you after the monaco grand Prix. Ooh, one more l- interruption oh. one more
1: interruption i'm sorry i'm so sorry Nisha. the video that you made uh on lewis hamilton yeah and his commentary yeah. i forget this the the soccer player that was a great video that was a great message i don't know if you want to do some con- quick context on it but it was a great re- it was a great video
0: yeah quickly uh, no it was just I'll put it in the link below it was just yeah. uh, uh, obviously like uh, we saw, again you know the racism that Vinnie Jr. experienced you know um, you know a whole stadium calling him a monkey and he obviously asked Lewis about it obviously as they do you know not like they'd ask anyone else uh, no one no, ever uh, and they yeah they you know he spoke really eloquently about it and you know uh, I guess that's how my mind kind of works when like when I get an idea for videos, like I can see pictures and videos and yeah. like I can kind of see what he was saying. So, you know, he was just talking about how other people in football have gone through it, how he's gone through it, all of the stuff he's gone through. And I just, yeah, just made a, a nice little video about it just to kind of highlight it and just, just raise awareness around just the fact that there's still loads of discrimination in sport today, you know, whether, you know, it's from fans, whether it's from journalists, whether it's from, um, you know, people within the sport itself, you know, uh, unfortunately, racism and discrimination of all kinds is still a thing. And um, yeah, fucking bullshit. But what can you do other than um, just trying to spread some light and do as well as you can?
1: Go check it out. The images that you used during the video were were very powerful, very cool. Not cool, I'm sorry, but, you know, it was very powerful and very good for the message.
0: That's all right. No, thank you very much. Well, look, we got to go. Otherwise, Chris is going to kick my ass. He's got so much editing to do. Guys, I love you so much. We'll see you after the Monaco Grand Prix. Remember, no matter what life throws at you, keep it on a Black Star. Here's hoping for a good Grand Prix. Goodbye.